Welcome to Cannabis School. I'm your host, Jesse Angelus. And I'm Brandon Elder. And we're here to talk to you about everything pertaining to cannabis, from vape, flower, edibles, strains, and everything in between. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another 101. It's been a bit. It has been a bit. We like doing these. Yeah, and, and actually, these are one of our most popular uh, th- this uh, segment that we do on cannabis. And the 101, the reason why is because a lot of people are like, man, this is so new to me. I don't know at all. Yeah, I mean, and there's so much to learn. Yeah, I mean, I don't know at all. Brandon, do you I know? Don't either. No, no I, I'm not even, I mean, and, and we're finding that even scientists are having to go back on what they said years ago. So we're learning more. We're starting to experience more of this. And, oh man, we just wanted to be able to bring this in. And this is one, to, I don't even know why we didn't do this earlier, but I'm glad that yeah. we waited. I'm disappointed, honestly, in us that we didn't do it yet. But I'm actually glad because it's... We're in video. Well, we're... It's better now. Yeah, exactly. And and so what we're going to go into today is the ECS. And the ECS is what, Brandon? The endocannabinoid system. That's right. Endocannabinoid system. E, everybody has it. And, and when I say everybody, how many people have this? Every mammal? I heard the insects don't have it, though. No. No, but they're... Every mammal mm-hmm. has a endocannabinoid system. So... Even though you might not use cannabis, you still have a endocannabinoid system. What is the ECS in, in the most layman's terms? What is the ECS? The endocannabinoid system is known to help with sleep, mood, appetite, memory, reproduction, fertility. So it, 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 it adheres to two different areas that they have identified, mm-hmm. such as the CB1 and CB2 receptors yeah. that we have throughout our body. So CB1, CB2, are those one and the same? Are they different? No. How do I understand that? CB1 are in your central nervous system. Your CB2 are in your uh, peripheral nervous system. Right. So um, basically you What's have What's the these- peripheral system? Like all of your other ones. So your central is your um, brain and your, oh my God, your spine. So the spinal cord, all that column through there is your CB1 receptors. Okay. And then your CB2 is like body organs, all of your organs, all of the other. um, And they're found throughout the entire body. Yeah. And that's super crazy because if you think about it, you know, cannabis is actually like a big part of this. It's like the, it's like the super supplement. You remember everybody got really excited about kale. Yeah. This shit's awesome. Yeah. But it is nutrient dense, but this is such a crazy nutrient. Well, it is because this actually, so your endocannabinoid system naturally produces what are called endocannabinoids, right. which are just naturally occurring cannabinoids in your body. That's it. The whole purpose of the endocannabinoid system is to promote homeostasis or the feeling of like peace, not having pain, aches, stress. Yeah. Perfect balance. That kind of reminds me like I, I got on this. So I recently just recovered from being pretty sick and, uh, and, and I've got some theories on that. And while we're talking about the endocannabinoid system, I'm going to go into those things, but I was sick. And um, one way to kind of feel like when you've got, the homeostasis, I've been drinking these like packets of uh, Gatorade Zero. 
just to get flavor because I can't just handle water when I'm sick. It's very strange. Like my taste buds are all fucked up. Water tastes different when you're sick. It totally does. It's weird. Right? You can't smell, but the, the thing is, it's tasteless. Plus we have those amazing water purifiers. You know what? We should do that. Put that in there. Uh, the place where we got this water purifier. It's one of the best ones. Brandon had it for a year. I got it after. Yeah. It's it, because it's one of the only ones that removes chlorine, fluoride, and like two to 300 other oh, and metals and things that are in water. The coolest thing about it, and it sounds like we're doing a pitch for it, but <laughs> you know what? It, it, we're not. And, and if we could out of it, that'd be badass, right? But um, the coolest thing is you could scoop out pool water and it'll purify that shit into complete drinking water. Yeah. Pool water, river water. Yeah. I mean, that shit could be like so dirty and dank and it wouldn't matter. It's pretty cool. But think, okay. And, and, and that was weird, right? <laughs> Going off on that tangent, but I know you guys will appreciate that. But uh, one of the things that I experienced in that was, you know, just, I, I couldn't eat a whole lot of, of things quickly and, and fresh things didn't seem right, but I became overwhelmed. Like I just didn't feel good. And I literally grabbed like a handful of carrots and ate those mm -hmm. and it returned me to a chill state. Yeah. It's so crazy. So when you think about endocannabinoid system churning, giving you a more complete feeling, that is a very equivalent of a cleansing for the whole body. Yeah. Well, and what happens naturally, so our body is trying to get in its natural state of homeostasis always everything else in our life mm -hmm. that keeps us from returning to homeostasis. So our diet, um, depression, anxiety, inflammation, all of that can help prevent the endocannabinoid system from working properly and getting you back to homeostasis. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of people think that you can take cannabis and help help your endocannabinoid system by replacing cannabinoids that are maybe not being produced as much, whether it's due to your diet, just stress or whatever is going on. Yeah. And with cannabis, the reason why it's so, um, it's so different from where other places that you can get cannabinoids, right? So cannabinoids are not exclusive to cannabis. Um, but the reason why cannabis is so focused on when you talk about the endocannabinoid system is that each plant harbors a very diverse and immense amount of different types of cannabinoids that you can't get from other places. Right. So, I mean, I'm just going to read off a couple of different places that you can get cannabinoids, right? Sunflowers, echinacea, black truffles, because you got access to that shit all the time, right? <laughs> uh, black pepper. Now that's pretty cool. We've talked about that where black pepper or black peppercorns can actually help in decreasing the uh, feeling of the entourage effect that you have from THC. Or the euphoria. Yeah. yeah that high that can come. Getting can really panicky. And it's really good as for that. Uh, so getting cacao, it's, it's, a, it's chocolate. Brandon, you had talked about a chocolate. What's that one chocolate you talk about? Oh, Ritual Chocolate Bars. Yeah. They are, they're like $10 a chocolate bar, 10, 12. I don't know. So this ain't no Hershey bar you're just chowing down on. No, it is <laughs> by far the most delicious chocolate I have ever had. Um, but it's like actually organic, really. Very pure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing experience. The worst part, I had a Ghirardelli's chocolate bar here. Mm. And after trying one of the ritual bars, 
I threw away the Ghirardelli's because it just tasted so processed and full of shit. Ew. Yeah. It was terrible. That's fucking I like gross. Ghirardelli's usually. Yeah, I love I Ghirardelli. To. Ghirardelli is a, a really, but I mean, again, once you've tried something else, so going back to the Ghirardelli, uh, you know, from Ritual Chocolate, uh, I, I've been on a kick, uh, you know, previously before this recording, weeks before, I've been on a kick on just vape pens. And, um, you know, cause it's cold now and at nighttime I don't smoke in my house. I'll go outside. Um, but that's a whole process. That's at least what I'm thinking and not thinking about all the awesome things that can happen from putting yourself in a strenuous situation, such as cold that actually helps your body quite a bit. But uh, I digress. <laughs> I've been using these pens for a while now and I should have been using more of the herb, um, whether it's in a tincture or just the herb itself, you know, smoking it, joint, bong, pipe, whatever. You get a wider range of those cannabinoids that are going to interact with your endocannabinoid system if you do. But it's almost like the, the same thing I was talking about before where, you know, I'm having all this processed shit. Mm -hmm. I'm putting in extra sodium, which is sodium's not bad, but and as much water as I drink, it's totally fine. But at the same time, like after you've had so much of this process, like ugh, shit, when you enter in something that's pure, wow, what a difference it makes on the body. What it does to help you feel more connected into this homeostasis process, which the endocannabinoid system is. I mean, so, uh, and, and real quick, uh, electric daisy, I don't know what the hell that is. Japanese plant? Yeah, it's electric daisy, huh. is, has cannabinoids. Uh, Japanese liverwort, kava, uh, for you Polynesian people out there, you Called know. Kava. Yeah, kava, you know, you mix it up, dirty water and pantyhose. That's how it used to come. You used to be able to buy that shit in a fucking store. Like, you go to Walmart, you could buy yourself a big pack of kava in the coffee aisle. Oh, that's funny. It's a dirt. Huh. And uh, Chide Chinese rhododendron. I don't know. I, you know what? I'll, I'll make sure that we get those. Uh, Something in China. Yeah. And then tea plants. But I mean, those are just the ones that are most dense with the, again, most plants from what I understand have some types of cannabinoids in them. Well, yeah. Or they seem share the same terpene profiles or other things. It's, it's pretty common. Um, there's a lot of studies that have been done on like the endocannabinoid system mm -hmm. interactions, even using cannabis for ailments and things like that ailments uh, what kind of ailments well there's a clinic that was treating over 18,000 patients and they had a huge diversity of diseases and symptoms across all of them um from cancer crohn's epilepsy chronic pain ms insomnia tourette's and eczema and all of those conditions have different causes different diagnosis, different like psychological states, everything. And even though some of them are like super young, some of them are old, he found that despite all of the differences across all of his patients, one thing they agreed on was cannabis helps their condition. That's crazy. Because many people have this, uh, and, and again, there are so many different ways to be able to consume cannabis today. Yeah, there really is like, I prefer now more and is what we say all the time, flower first. And the reason why you just get a better connection. 
Yeah, even I was messaging um, one of the listeners, Ryan, and he was talking about how he had some infused honey. And that infused Mm. honey, he likes the drinkable experience more than an edible experience. Wow. Even down to that, where you're like, okay, both are being ingested, both are being digested through the same process, but the experience, it's kind of like having wine versus beer versus whiskey going, hey, I like this experience more. This one pairs with me better. Wow. I'm thinking about honey right now. And the only thing that I would, I would be more cautious on that with anybody using cannabis in in the honey way or drinkable form, such as that, like syrups and all that is dosing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really easy for you to be able to go a little too far. And that's why I like tinctures when it comes to personalized dosing in a liquid form, because I mean, in, in way better than an edible way better because I can dose it down to the very millig- the microgram almost, yeah. because I can go, okay, this is how much is in my dropper, a full dropper based upon the math. It's going to be dosed you can calculate on- it down to the exact drop. Exactly. And that's what I've had to do with um, my dad and my girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's, it's such a crazy thing. I mean, and, and, and some of the things, so I wanted to talk to you, Brandon, about it is, um, I was going through this Harvard, uh, health blog. Yeah. Well, or studies by them. Yeah. It was, there's a a scientist who went through that one, uh, Peter Grinspoon. Well, what a cool name, man. I'm Mr. Peter Grimspoon. I mean, it's almost like Peter Griffin. MD. Hey, I'm uh, Peter Grimspoon. (laughs) Grimspoon, uh, MD, uh, from Harvard. But you know, any, you, Looking at this one, they did this whole thing on learning and memory. And, you know, when I saw that one, I typically, what is the the common belief? Well, that it kills your short-term memory, it kills your brain cells, and just like we joke all the time. Right. Fucking marijuana. Yeah, we forget something Anytime we say that. something in our mind just escapes us. Fucking but, Yeah, fucking marijuana, because it's like, <laughs> cannabis doesn't do that, obviously, but... But the did, stigma of marijuana makes you stupid and makes you forget. Yeah, I hang out with so many people who are incredibly religious, never have touched a substance in their entire life. And most forgetful people forget things all the time. So it's, it's just, like, it's human. But that's the thing, like when you're talking about the endocannabinoid system here, um, that short-term memory loss is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and, and we've talked about this many times, you know, how, uh, we'll say like, you know, this is a very chill strain. This is a very like lazy strain, or this is a good, um, positive strain. And some of the things that he had talked about in here saying, there's also been some sophisticated studies on how humans acute response to administrating THC and the ways that it alters both their memorizing things in short term and patterns observed and their functional brain imaging. So even being able to go down to the very small parts of it, memory, actually, it, it, what he talks about in here is that it's actually good to remember things. Mm -hmm. So think about it. You're super busy. You're a single mom or you're, uh, you know, you're a struggling couple, you're unemployed. (laughs) We know that. Right. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to do everything you can and you are just so overwhelmed. Yeah. What do you do? Me? I'm probably going to go toke on something, honestly. Why? 
because I know that it's going to help my body return to a natural homeostasis and I can actually work on any of the issues that I actually have versus just stressing and not being able to focus on any of them. And that's exactly what he talked about in there is that it actually helps you to forget things that are not important. Um, Mm -hmm. Our lives today are overwhelmingly disrupted. Yeah. We are in a constant state. Even you listening to this podcast right now or watching it might be scrolling, might be, you know, messaging constantly just put into this realm of distraction. There you go. That was the word I was looking for. It is literally, we are distracted with everything in the world going on around us and cannabis allows it to like quiet all the noise. Yeah, it definitely does. It helps to make it feel like it's okay. And you don't focus on the, on the stuff that you can't control. Yeah. So that was one of the other things that cannabis is good with because the natural endocannabinoids help with remembering things like names, places, dates, um, actually important stuff like that. But the endocannabinoid system helps prevent, um, consolidation and retrieval of harmful and abusive memories. Yeah. That's why they use it for PTSD. Yeah. PTSD, any of those things that helps with protecting you. And it's interesting because it's the, Oh, it might make you forget. Yes, it might, but it might make you forget things that you don't need to hang on to. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, uh, and we talk about it quite a bit. I, this may sound contradictory to many of you that are listening to this or watching this. I don't get high. Uh, and, and as cliche as it may sound, I get elevated. And what I mean by elevated is that I am introducing cannabinoids into my system that I know help me. They know they help me focus. They know they help me learn. We're not saying that every strain out there is good for you. We're not saying that every strain out there is what you should try and consume. There are so many out there. You need to figure out which ones match you really well. And what, and what type of delivery method? I know that smoking the plant for me is by far the best. Yeah. There's something about, um, well, I love the combination of cannabinoids that I get. If I actually take like a tincture, if I ingest some type of edible, and then I'm also either puffing on a pen, vaporizing flour or smoking flour. Um, I find that combination, I have a wider range of cannabinoids, terpenes, and the experience for me is going to be the best. Yeah. But it's always the large combination of everything that I'm doing. And it's like my endocannabinoid system loves when I feed it all of these like crazy wide range. Yeah. Because it goes and it's like, oh my God, hey, you have a lot less pain. Hey, you're not crazy stressed right now. Hey, you're not dealing with all this anxious stuff. Like you're good right now. This moment, this moment's good. Yeah, and and it's awesome too because you're going to start allowing your if if you allow the plant. I sound like such a fucking hippie there, but if you allow the plant to be able to help you, and you go in with the intent. Again, we always talk about going with intent, but it really does help, kind of steer you towards good decisions. What do I mean by that? Um, maybe your dietary, you know, issues over there. Yeah. They talk about when can, when consuming cannabis, can it affect hunger? Absolutely. It's part of the CB1 receptors that it actually goes after that certain 
cannabinoids are going to make you want to eat more, right? It's going to trick your body into thinking that it has to consume because it's very hungry. But you can make really good choices as far as food. It doesn't have to be just shitty food, right? Yeah. The better quality food that you're feeding your body, obviously it's going to work better. Well, and but on the top though, it's also going to be able to help you feel better about what you're doing now. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't get pizza, Cheetos, and fucking Mountain Dew. <laughs> Do it. Why not? Like every once in a while, get stupid, fuck your body up. Right? But doesn't matter. What it really matters is by making sure that you're getting the proper nutrients into your body, such as we talk about with cannabis. Yeah. Cannabis is a proper nutrient for us. It's a supplement. Well, and I think cannabis on some level is a nutrient for everyone, whether or not they utilize it, even if they took it in microdosing on CBD and THC. Um, like recently, I got my dad back into cannabis. Um, he hasn't really used it much, but he has way worse back than mine. He's looking at getting his surgery done because he's got eight to nine discs that need replaced in his back. So with eight to nine discs needing to be replaced, he has crazy amounts of pain, inflammation all the time. And same with him. I got him taking a dropper where he started with three, four drops from the entire dropper. And that that's was crazy. It. Yeah. But he did that with CBD and he's finding that he his pain was at a two. If he was sitting there like just relaxing, his pain was at a two. Yeah. Which is crazy because for me right now, like I wouldn't say I'm really, really even elevated at all. But I would say mine, mine right now sitting stagnant is probably like a four. I told you I woke up this morning feeling dread. Yeah. Feeling anxiety in my mm -hmm. chest. And it has a lot to do with everything, right? I mean, we got the holidays coming up, which are ne they're, they're never stressful. Oh. Uh, but more importantly, like Brandon and I are both right now at the time, we're looking for jobs. And, you know, we're growing this podcast. We do this out of the love of cannabis and you. We really want you to have that. But I was talking about, like, I had that anxiety, all this shit piling up. And a long time ago when I had this kind of feeling, you remember the time I was telling you about where yeah. Bubba Kush pushed it over? Mm -hmm. Um. I was like, oh shit, I'm not going back on anxiety medications. I'm not doing it. And instead of thinking like we typically do, where we think like, what's going to fix my system? Whatever the doctor prescribes me, whatever the pharmacist gives me, that's going to help me. So I took, um, what was it? About a dose and a half of CBD. Oh, good. And within about 20 minutes, I felt a little sleepy. Because anxiety is so stressful that your body is on fight or flight mode. And it talks about that within your endocannabinoid system, that it helps to regulate that. Um, that's why there was a big controversy within the UFC of allowing uh, fighters to be able to use THC, not because it's a bad, bad plant, but because it can be seen as a performance enhancing drug. So they banned it or they currently- I don't know it? if it's still be, I don't think so. I think it's right up at the fight. Okay. Because like, I thought I had read things about certain fighters who had been using cannabis oh, in yeah. their practice and all of that. And I'm like, that makes sense. Like how much easier is it to get into flow when you have cannabis in your system? Well, and on top of that, like one of the things, like in that Harvard article it talked about is that- your fight or flight response um, can be minimalized mm. where it's 
not necessarily fight because now you're you're slowing things down going okay let me figure out what's going on here but the flight too going okay well now i can assess is it dangerous or is it not so it calms the mind down enough and that's what happened today when i used the cbd it it made me it made me tired only because it was allowing my body to relax and because it was in such fight mode yeah it it was able to de-escalate and all I did was just lay down, apply for jobs on LinkedIn. If you're looking for jobs, you should definitely do that. But uh, I was just on LinkedIn and I was just, I was just going through and I let my body relax and I was in a good spot. Yeah. It's- Where most people go to Xanax or Ativan or, you know, take their anxiety medication, whatever it may be. I, I didn't feel that need. Yeah, I think if you understand your endocannabinoid system, your body, the response that's actually happening at that moment, and if you have access to good CBD and like a good dose, mm-hmm. that should be your first go-to. Like, if you try that and it doesn't work, maybe you need something more. Maybe that is something different. But like to try that first, to try a natural plant that really, especially. CBD helps reduce inflammation and anxiety like crazy. Oh, yeah. The first time I ever smoked a CBD cigarette, actually, they were selling them around here. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try that. And I smoked one. And I realized I didn't feel anything. Hmm. It was what I didn't feel. And sitting there, I realized I don't, I don't feel super anxious. I don't feel... Like I have this tightness in my shoulders and I didn't have the same sharpness just stabbing me in my back. And that was wild to me because I just thought CBD was like diet cannabis. I love this. This is, this is really good for everybody uh, to kind of really get into the endocannabinoid system. Again, there, there are so many studies on this and the fact that, that mainstream science and even media has gotten behind this. So remember that as you are getting into cannabis, if you're new to cannabis, and if you've got friends that are new getting into, into cannabis, I would actually have them listen to this episode first. Understanding what cannabis does and the fact that everyone's body is designed to handle these. Yeah. And everybody's is different. And so understanding that, you know, learning about the endocannabinoid system is actually going to be able to enhance your cannabis journey whether you're just a CBD person, which is totally fine. And, uh, you know, and, and that's like a daily supplement. I mean, we can definitely get into the other cannabinoids that are found within the, the hemp and cannabis community, but then your THC as well, like understanding THC and looking more into the plant. That's why we have so many different reviews on different plants because they all make us feel different. Yes. Some of them make you feel the same. Yeah, there's Slightly. a lot of similarities because there's similar cannabinoids and terpene profiles across right. across all of them, but there's a lot of differences at the same time. Exactly. I mean, it's like one of my favorite strains, Pineapple Express. I picked up a cart in Arizona not too long ago, and although it was good, it wasn't great, and it's not my best uh, ex- Pineapple Express experience at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it's good, but. I got a Jack Herrera at two and that Jack was actually pretty awesome. It was super hyper-focused. I was able to get a lot of shit done. Um, but again, 
it just goes into that. Your CB1 and CB2 receptors are so different down to your molecular structure in your body. DNA. And everyone's diet is different. Everyone's exactly. exercise regimen is and, different. And you, where you live, that yeah. actually affects it too. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. Well, and how many other things are you putting into your body that are going to affect it? So it's that's why everyone's experience can be so different with cannabis. So when you're looking into getting into the cannabis community, or you are into cannabis, but you just don't know all of the capabilities that it can give you, unlock for you. So I'm going to leave with this. Um, I believe that my, my life is better with cannabis, not to say that it wouldn't be good without it, but I believe that my memory, uh, my, my ability to be able to retain information that I get into my brain for a long period of time, um, being a decent person has really helped out. And I mean, there's so many other elements to it, but I would say those things right now have made me into a better person. Yeah. I, you definitely changed in the years of cannabis. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Well, and I know I have too. seeing, I know that cannabis has changed a hundred percent. My perspective on a lot of things, the way I feel about even other people and just life in general. It has altered so much of it. And I know from just my life before cannabis to now, my life is a million times better. Yeah. I mean, you know. At least my quality of life. Yeah. I'd say the quality of life. My quality of engaging with people, with humans, I'm a better person Mm -hmm. from it. And so that's why, again, that's why we create this. This is why we give it to you. So you're able to take this bit of information and go, I'm on the right path. I'm not doing something stupid. And we're, we're not like crazy zealots here, in, you know, in, in religious context. Uh, we're not trying to push cannabis on everybody going, hey, have you heard about- uh, Our Lord and Savior, Cannabis Christ. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> like, you know, like I was holding up a book. But it's the exact same thing. Like, look, if you're interested, that's when you should get involved. That definitely. And if you've got slight interest and if you've got ailments or you've got problems going on there, or you're just like, look, I'm kind of done shoveling pills into my mouth. There's always a dose and a way to start that you don't have to experience whatever it is you don't want. Yeah. So if it's the anxiety, yeah, crazy highs, you know, just pain, any of this stuff, you can always mitigate or manage any of that with proper dosing. So Get more involved into your endocannabinoid system. Learn more about it. Don't just dive in, you know, and read one article going, oh, that's it. Like, you got to do a lot of bit, you got to do a bit of research on this. Oh, and we just scraped the surface. There are so many more receptors in the endocannabinoid system. There are so many more cannabinoids that connect with those receptors. Like, it does tons more than what we've talked about today. We just scratch the surface. Yeah. So we want you, I mean, that's why we want you to listen to these one-on-ones and then go back to the strains. When you go back and listen to different strains, you can think, okay, wait a minute. Is there something I may be missing? What's something that I could try? And that's why there's so many different strains. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thanks for those who uh, help us on Patreon. Dude, super appreciative of you guys you know it's it's because of your donations that we're able to do these types of things so if you can give please give that helps us yeah and if you can't if you can go leave us review that helps us too or share us with a friend 
because there are so many people out there who are curious about cannabis. Yeah, here's the challenge. If we can get, we're trying to go to 420 followers, subscribers to our Patreon, but if you go there and you can give a dollar, 420. Yeah, that would help. That would help a ton for us to be able to build better and every penny helps greater content. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you next Tuesday.